And we're gonna jump in because Rashid, he knows it all. And he knows it all because y'all about to tell me y'all business. First and foremost, I am back in the studio after a two week break. A brother had COVID. Okay, I was knocked out for what? I was in bed for seven days and I had everything. Everything that you can think of. I see you, Sonya. I had everything that y'all can think of. I had the night sweats. I had a fever. I had uh, the cough. I had the sore throat. The body I was. I, I didn't have the body aches. Now, well, you have body aches. I did. Also, you was real sick. You gonna continue to stay out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you not. You not coming in this room. You. <laughs> hey, hey. So y'all, y'all say hello to. Every time I come, I'm gonna introduce y'all to some more of my fashion. Y'all say hello. My my barber just named my coat. He was like, I just left her. He's like, what's her name? What's her name? I said Cleopatra. No, no, he said Cleopatra. I said I. I stopped rubbing. I said, "What? What does she look like? Her name is?" He said, "Don't you name Lamar?" I said, "Yeah, we got Snow White." <laughs> okay, we got Snow White. Y'all have seen Snow White. We got Snow White. Snow White. Okay. We got Electra Abundance. That's my Silver Fox from Pose. And then now we got Cleopatra, y'all. Cleopatra. Y'all see. Good old Cleopatra here. Good old Cleopatra. <laughs> so we're going to dig in. We're going to dig into the show. As I said uh, the last time I was here, some people going to get offended. Hello, Cleo. Some people going to get offended because this is a show about truth. And I feel like a lot of people, as I have said before, have said to me, I don't really know you. What's up, Queen Queen? A lot of, I, I don't really feel like I know you. I feel like I see you in passing. Some people say to me sometimes, like, do you ever go to work? I always see you at a club. I always see you partying. I really want to know what you do for a living. And I'm like, mind my business. Unless I pick up my phone and say, you got 50 on this phone bill? Don't ask me nothing. Unless I pick up the phone and say, uh, my car won't start. What you got on that? Can you come pick me up? You don't need to know how I make my money. Uh-oh. Okay, Sonya. Sonya said, let me get comfortable. So this whole show, I'm so glad that I get a moment. I see you on here, Ramon. Uh, and, and we were planning to come to your brunch uh, on Sunday, but it was jam-packed. So shout out to brothers. Ramon is on here. Um... I really don't want to hold myself back anymore. I said in 2022, it's a lot of people that I want to give knowledge to. And some of my good friends on here, y'all need that good down home club joy knowledge. Y'all don't need the, the lawyer with the legalese and the, you know, the the publi, unis publiums and all of that. Y'all need some straight up. Come here, dummy. Come sit next to me, stupid. And, and since you're wasting my time with this conversation... I would love a sparkling rosé. I I would love a sparkling rosé. I would. Let's th we all know I love sparkling rosé. For those of you who are confused about it, if you want to be my good friend, give me some Moscato de Asti. If you want to be a better friend to me, send me on a trip. If you want to be my best friend, put another coat in the closet. I, I would love it for you. Uh, hello. I, I would love an, another fur, and, and I'm looking at a red fox right now for those of y'all that's like, oh, well, what kind of fur would you want? Red fox. Can't y'all see me strutting down City Hall, strutting down the first floor, second floor, third floor, 11th floor, what my new red fox on? And of course, they're going to be like, oh, well, well, 
lawyer shouldn't dress like that. Says who? How do they dress? Says who? Because I got two law licenses. And, and I'm going to keep dressing like this. Says who? Because I got a New York license. I got a Florida license. And you're going to love it. And, and like I said to the people on here who can't handle it, eat it up because there's more to come. If you're uncomfortable right now, you about to get more uncomfortable because we ain't holding ourselves back no more for little peons, little feeble-minded people that feel like if you're black, that's your job. If you're a woman, that's your job. If you're gay, that's your job. If you're from the hood, that's your job. No, baby, I'm going where I want. I'm going to do what I want when I feel like it. And as I said, if you don't like it, this show's not for you. It ain't for you, boo-boo. Oui, yes, the Red Fox. So I want to jump into our first topic because a lot of people reached out to me after my last show and they were like, oh my God, thank you so much for talking about people stopping your bag. Thank you so much for like giving us a realistic view of you because I didn't know that. Or, or a number of people looked, uh, a number of people texted me, inboxed me and called me and said, yo, somebody tried to stop my bag. I didn't even know you were going through that. All the time that I see you, you're smiling. You're happy. You look like everything is good. I had no idea that somebody was out here trying to stop your money and you never even say anything about it. You just keep your head held high and you keep going. I had a number of people reach out to me and just say thank you for staying so positive because you don't even know that the inspiration that you have given me has made me do A, B, and C. So. That's really, I see you, sissy. I see Lucy. That's really what this moment is about. Is like, we're going to be going through this stuff together. And I want to give y'all an example because some of y'all know Ron Brown passed. And, and definitely uh, my condolences to his kids, my condolences to all of his friends and his family who love him and, and who had a special relationship with him. But I, I definitely want to say for those in the community, who do not have your legal business together, you are inviting chaos at your funeral. And this is not a shot at anybody specifically, but somebody needs to hear this message. For those of you who are like me and feel like I have to be in control, you can't tell me what to do. I'ma get up when I'm ready. I'ma leave when I'm ready. I'ma eat where I want. If I want to sashay through City Hall, I'm going to do it. For those of y'all that think like me and feel like me, for everybody that you're going to leave behind after you die, if you didn't do a will, it ain't going to be your vision. Let me say that again for the people who need to hear this message. If you didn't do a will and tell people what you want and tell people how to handle your business, you're telling them, figure it out. And I'm going to give you an example of what figuring it out looks like. When my father died in 2010, as I said, this show is not about imagery. This is about hardcore facts. This is about the truth. When my father died, my cousin's on here, so I know she knows this. I was, it was 2010, so whatever the math is. Maybe I was like 30 years old at the time. My father had no life insurance. My father had no death benefit. We found ourselves cremating my father. 
Oh, thank you for that. Somebody said they love the glasses. I appreciate that. And I'm going to tell y'all, that was one of the most heartbreaking experiences in my life to have to cremate my father because he did not have a will. You need to hear this message. Some of y'all listening to this, some of y'all like, you're not talking to me. I'm only 30 years old. You're not talking to, they are. Some people listening to this message and are saying, you're not talking to me. I'm healthy. You're not talking to me. I'm fine. You're not talking to me. I, I usually have it together. I'm going to eventually get to my will. I know what I want. They know what mama will want. Somebody watching this right now said they know what I will want. And in that moment, your kids don't know. And who's to say that your kids are going to make the decision? Yo, side piece may take over the process. We better talk about this. You are assuming your kid's going to be in control. But guess what? They may not be conscious enough to make a decision about how we should handle your affairs. I see my cousins. I, I love you too. My, my cousin said, I love I loved him so much. We love daddy too. And this is what I realized from burying my father. And not even burying him. Sending him off is what I realized. I'm not giving anybody that power over my life. You're going to bury me and you will celebrate me in the way that I want you to. For one, I'm paying for it. This is this is number one. All y'all in here, my bag, my bag, I'm that. Well, guess what? That funeral is going to be paid by my bag. So y'all watching, it better be a fur coat around there celebrating me. If you want to know who Rashid H. McDuffie is, it better be a fur coat celebrating me because I love fur. I'm good with a private funeral as long as everybody that I had love for and everybody that genuinely loved me. And I, we about to go there. For those of y'all that really want to know who I am, we going there. It's a lot of people on this live, as we talked about last time, that are smiling in my face and don't mean me no good. Oh, we going there. Oh, we going there. It's a lot of people who love to pick up my, and call my phone and say, oh, I just got a question. Oh, 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 you want me not to talk about it? Oh, you want me to be quiet? That's what you're telling me? I just got a question for you. Well, guess what? If you just have a question for me, just like you would have a question for any other possible vendor, then that means you should have a budget for this question. And when you have your budget for this question that you want to ask me, don't ask for the, because we so close discount, even though I may give it to you. Don't ask for the buddy buddy discount because we're good like that or because you think I'm already good since you seeing a fur. Let's talk about it. Let, let's really have this conversation because you seen a Mercedes. Because I eat where I want and, and shop where I want and travel where I want. Don't think that that entitles you to a discount. Now, it's one thing if I say, guess what? I love you so much, I got you. And that happened on a call very recently. I said to the person, well, I'm going to tell you like this. 
this is my number for you. Now, if you're telling me that you want to pay my normal fee, I'm good with that, but I'm telling you that's my number. Now, that's one thing. If they say, I hear your number, but nope, I'm paying you fair market value. But don't make a decision about my bank account because you don't know how many obligations I have outside of this situation. So for those of y'all, I love you dearly. I love you dearly. And, and I don't want nobody offended by this message, but in 2022, we're not holding back anymore. If you really love somebody, then you give them a boundary. I'm gonna say that again. Some people need to hear this message again. If you really love somebody, then you give them a boundary. And I didn't understand what that meant. And I'm gonna tell you who is the queen, even from the grave, who's the queen of still teaching me stuff. My mother. I remember being on the phone. I just told my barber this. We were talking about, like, I said, I'm not sure what topic I'm going to cover today. And he said, I want you to talk about how soft these kids are. And then we had this long conversation about how soft the kids are and what's going on. And my mother, I remember this very clearly. I was 32 years old. I was on the phone with my sister. And I'm talking to my sister. We yucking it up like siblings do. And she says, who is that in the background? And here I go. I'm on the phone, y'all. Let's play it out. Oh, that's just Joy. That's Joy in the background. My mother didn't let me get to the next sentence. I'm mom. Homeboy. I'm mom. And you will never address me like that again. And that was the first time I called her Joy. And that was the last time I called her Joy. She made it very clear. I don't care what degree. I don't care what license, I don't care what job you got in this household, you gonna respect. Yeah, y'all y'all know how my mother was. She didn't play none of that. She didn't care about none of it. And that's the kind of love I want to give on this podcast. You need to give tough love because I think that what I want to do in 2022, I am reintroducing myself to some people who already think that they know me. Some of y'all need a reintroduction of Rashid Hamid McDuffie. It's some of y'all that have crossed the line far too many times with things that shouldn't fly, with people that you love and you respect. And it's going to stop today. <laughs> it's going to stop today. So as I'm thinking about what I want to cover in today's show, what I said and what resonated with me is we can't keep doing the same thing I can't keep introducing myself to you the same way but expecting you to treat me differently right I can't be the person that says oh McDonald's is fine where you want to eat honey oh give me just give me a five piece at McDonald's oh just give me a two for five oh I would really love a few burgers and then I'm like, damn, you ain't gonna never take me to Brussels? We ain't never going to Oliver? No, you ain't going because you done already showed me you are a McDonald's. Why would I be taking you to Oliver? I can satisfy you way down the ladder. We ain't getting satisfied down the ladder no more. The, the, the satisfaction down the ladder is done with. We gotta be up here. 
so that last show for me was very therapeutic because there were a lot of things happening for me in that moment. Some of you may or may not know that after 10 years, I have transitioned out of city government. It was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made in my life. <laughs> my lovely Aaliyah said, but you bougie. <laughs> I am. I am. Leaving city government was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made. And, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it right now. I'm going to say just one footnote about leaving. It's one of the scariest and most exhilarating decisions I've ever made in my life. Being in any employment relationship for 10 years is like being in a relationship. And some of y'all know exactly what I mean. Some days you see your boo and you like, oh, yes, I love you. Where we going to eat? You Are we cuddling? I'm a deadly women person. Y'all know this about me. I like to see people get slaughtered and killed. So I want to watch my show. But you also know that in a relationship, some days you like, if you even breathe my way, it's going to be a problem. If I see you blink, it's going to be a problem. Everything about you is a problem for me right now. And that's just, to me, that's a real relationship. I don't think it means I don't love you. I don't respect you. To me, what it means is I take us for who we are. So if I really take you for who you are, some days I'm going to love everything about us. And other days I'm going to love You here. Oh, oh, you here. Oh, you here. Especially if it's a situation like we said before somebody texted something. If it's... <laughs> I love you back. I love you back. So, as I resonated on today, I said, we want to have a little mess going on. Y'all know I love Cardi B. Y'all know I love... It's no secret. We know how you feel about your girl, Nikki. And, and anytime I say your best friend... That means I really don't like the person. We're not how you feel about your best friend, Nikki. And Cardi B just um, succeeded in a defamation lawsuit for those who, who kept up with the situation. We love Cardi. You know it. Cardi sued a blogger. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to lay this out for the people. And we're going to come back in a minute. I want to talk about estate planning. I, I, we're going to put a footnote in that. I want to come back to that. Because y'all need to hear this other piece of this. So Cardi sued Tasha K for defamation, invasion of privacy. Tasha K was spreading some pretty nasty stuff about her. She has herpes. Allegedly, this is all allegedly that I don't want Cardi suing me. She allegedly has herpes. The baby was going to have some uh, birth defects. She was a prostitute. She had a beer, she had sex with a beer bottle. Like, she went on and on and on. All, all of this is true. And, and supposedly now, Tasha K, back to your best friend, back to your best friend, Nikki, the Harajuka Barbie Minaj, <laughs> supposedly fed her the information. This is what she testified in court. She supposedly fed it to her, which I can believe, because y'all know how I feel about Nikki. We, we all know how I feel about Nikki, but I, I, I'm going to put a footnote in that today. This is my thing. For those of you who are watching it saying, isn't that what a blogger is supposed to do? Isn't a blogger supposed to say something outrageous about you? Like, imagine what a blogger would say about me. That fur fake. He think he's smart, but he only got the job at City Hall because of his mother. You know people say, oh. you don't think people have said that to me? 
that you got that job because of your mother or, or who you who you on your knees doing people say all kind of stuff like that about you keep 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 it a buck keep it a buck and and when you're in the public eye like Cardi B is I believe that you're held to a higher standard I believe that as a public figure People get to judge you, even though I don't agree with the judgments. People get to judge you, even though you don't agree with the judgments. Like, some of the stuff that I have heard, and people don't realize this. For, for those of y'all who don't know me very well, I hear everything people say about me. Here's the power, though. I don't address everything people say about me. Let, let that sit, baby. Let, let let that sit one more time because somebody needed that moment. We got to say that again. I hear everything people say about me. Sometimes the snide remarks and the energy when I come into a room. And I, I got to call out my good LGBTQ, PQRS, whatever new letters have been added. I got I got to call out my LGBT. There are so many times that I walk into a gay a lesbian, a bisexual space. And I feel like as a member of that community, I could speak on it, but I'll be, oh my God, you're being a homophobe. Oh my God, you're bashing. No, sometimes you're just telling the damn truth. Sometimes I walk into some of those spaces and I'd be like, let me start my car. Clearly y'all want me here. Why did I, why did I get an invitation? You don't want me in this room. Why am I here? <laughs> why? <laughs> And I could have stayed home. I was happy on my couch. I had my snacks around my couch. I had my juice. I had my pickle juice. I had my salt and vinegar chips. I had my gummies. I was good at my house. If you didn't want me at your event genuinely, why did you extend an invite? Why are we playing this fake game with each other? Because we don't have to do this. Maybe I don't like you either. <laughs> Maybe we don't like each other. And if you was just honest about it, I could say, hmm. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, but I'm just giving you a look like, hmm, we like like Candy told Nene. We see each other. <laughs> we see each other. <laughs> okay? So you ain't gotta be fake with me. If you don't want me at your event, plenty of other people do. And know this, but know this though, cause cause sometimes the petty Scorpio comes out. And I see Zipporah over here. Sometimes the petty Scorpio comes out. If I come to your event and I know you don't like me, like some of y'all like to do, I'm going to look better than you. Let, let's really go there. I'm going to look better than you. I'm going to be more snatched than you. My outfit is going to fit me and be more yummy on me than you. You probably gonna be all shook up because if you are LGBTQ, IRS, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, LMNOP, your boo probably eyeing me too. That's what you, that's when you really start getting all upset. Like, he's probably eyeing me too. And I know this, and I'm gonna just keep it cute. Mm, hi. Rashid is fine. Mm, he's fine. And he heard what you said about him, but he's not addressing you. Because you don't fit on my level, boo. And you probably never will. But I heard you. But I heard you. And I know where we are. And I love you anyway. So, 
as I am thinking about what moment do I want to give to my family watching this after being gone for two weeks with COVID, after starting a new position in the state, after leaving the city and, and really having so many emotions about leaving the city last year. Like the 2021 was one of the hardest years of my life. And I'm not sharing this to bash anybody. I'm not sharing this to disrespect or degrade anybody. I feel like the power in those moments is sharing with the people that you love. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. The person that I trusted the most to guide me through this situation and protect and love me is in a grave and has been in the grave for six years. Who got my back now? Right? I had a situation very recently, very recently, where a friend of mine was like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I needed to borrow money from you. And you said no, and I'm feeling a way about you. Uh, are you the light side? Let's let's play that back. You have an issue with that? Because we're going to unpack that. We're about to unpack that situation. I was super grown about the moment. I was super. I love you back, Cal. I see you, bro, bro. I was super grown about the moment. I said, look, I obviously offended you. And because I offended you in the moment where you felt like you needed me, I apologize for that. But now we got to unpack that. We got to unpack that situation where just because you're in a relationship with somebody that you feel has it, that somebody you feel got it, and you're good asking for it. Well, let's go back up a step. It don't mean I got it. Just because you see it, Keep in mind, if I got on a $700 suit and a $200 pair of glasses and a thousands of dollars jacket, maybe I really don't have it for you. Maybe I really did blow the bank out for this look. Okay, maybe me and Cleopatra cleaned the bank out because we ready to get fly, fly, super, super fly. Now, don't be crazy. Mom ain't raising no fool. If you see me balling okay like my girl robin gibbons did on on the game yesterday and malik said i'm sick of the air quotes if you see me balling <laughs> be a hundred percent clear and, and me and my barber had this conversation he was like you out here wearing all these new furs you could be using that money to get property and houses and i said why do i have to choose i can't have a fur and the house I can't have the fur and a new business. Why not? Why not? And and we need to have a, this conversation that we started earlier about estate planning. Because a part of why, and like I said to y'all, we've been 100% transparent. This is not a show about the fake fake. This ain't a show about appearances but not really touching real issues. A part of why, <laughs> a part of why I can wear these furs and be a lawyer and a business person and a fashionista at the same time 
is because my mother had the insight to leave property for me and my brother. And my mother had the insight to leave money for us when she passed away. And for those of y'all that's wondering, if you want to make your relatives happy, okay, you want them to remember your memory, celebrate you for the rest of their life, leave some insurance money. Quit embarrassing your mama, your grandmama, your cousins with this fish fry, with this begging on cash app, with this, uh, what's that thing called? What is it called? GoFundMe. Quit, quit embarrassing your family. We got to have this conversation, y'all. Quit doing it. It is nothing worse, I think. I'm not a parent, but I feel like I have so many nieces and nephews that I've been in their lives their whole lives that they feel like my kids too. There is nothing more insulting as a parent figure in my mind than not leaving money to bury myself. If you want to talk about a pissed off child, a pissed off spouse, you didn't even leave me money to bury you? To bury you. This is how you going to play me out? Oh, y'all thought we wasn't going to have this conversation today, huh? Y'all thought we was just coming here to talk about Cleopatra, huh? That, that's what y'all thought. Y'all thought I was just going to sit up here with a, a, a new outfit and a new haircut and just come with, what, Cardi B? No, this is family talk. We getting to the bones of this, y'all. So back to, like I said, burying my father. I didn't want to cremate him. But when I looked at my bank account, the universe said, you burying your father in, through this cremation. That's how you celebrate your father. Because that funeral bill and your bank account don't match. I do not want my children in that position. Right now, my children are my nieces and nephews, and I know some of y'all watching, even though I told y'all not to watch my show, because we talk about stuff that's a little too grown. But, okay, this is too grown for some of y'all. But this is hardcore facts that I'm giving to y'all. And I'm going to give y'all another thing. I hope Tamika and Nia and, and, and them are watching, although I don't know if they are, but I do a lot of work with Mia Mutri, with Tamika Murphy, and with Roz Bergen. They are phenomenal group, phenomenal group. One of the things that I love about what they do, they do a free real estate seminar for people who want to buy a house, people who are thinking about selling a house, and they put a bunch of people together and give you a bunch of free advice. This is the part I want y'all to get on this part. This is, let me just give y'all this one scenario that boiled my blood. And I had to keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. I had a lovely older black couple. Okay, so if you know somebody who is thinking about estate planning, tag them in this message. If you know somebody that's thinking about selling their house, tag them in this message. If you know somebody that's thinking about buying a house, tag them in this because they need to hear this free lesson. This free one I'm giving. 
<laughs> I love it. Mickey said, don't tell my kids, but they will be instantly rich when I pass. We ain't, we're going to keep that quiet. She got her babies taken care of. That's what mama should be doing. That's what mama bear should do. I respect that. For those of you older, and I, maybe older, some people get offended when you say that, more seasoned black members of our community who are thinking about the moment where you're going to sell your house. Let me tell you about this scenario, because I just had a situation where the person said, oh, I'm just going to sell my house. I'm not going to get much for it anyway, right? This is what people in black and brown and poor Buffalo are telling themselves, that my house is not worth what I think it's worth. And I'm going to challenge you on that. When you say my thing is not worth what it should be worth, you're really not talking about your house. You're really talking about yourself. You're really calling yourself out and saying, I'm not worth top dollar. And we're going to come back to that piece of that. We're gonna, I had a powerful conversation with a friend of mine at lunch about that part. But if you own property in Buffalo, your house is probably more than you think it's worth. There are vacant houses going 50, 60, 80,000. The house is falling apart 30, 40, 50. If you think your house is not worth it, double check that. Make sure. Pick up the phone and call somebody and ask somebody that question. Don't just take the first deal smoking. Like these two lovely people I'm going to tell you about. So a lovely couple owned their house about, I'd say probably about 40 years. Had been there, beautiful home, said they were going to go ahead and sell the house. I said, okay, let's go ahead and walk you through this. Let's work this out. They got an offer, about 60, 65. Closing happened. This is the part that boiled my blood, y'all. True facts. Don't expect no names because you ain't getting no names. My clients sold their house for $60,000. Okay? On the left side of the closing table. On the right side of the closing table, 15 minutes later, the buyer of my client's house for that 60000 took that same house and sold it for 100000 Same day, same closing table, 15 minutes apart, they just made $40,000 on your house that you just sold to them. In the heartbreaking part about that, not only did you lose out on the forty k, you now don't own the house anymore. Now you're renting property as a property owner for 40 years that has been owning a house that you have paid off your mortgage by now and you can get equity in the house. Okay, why would I care about equity? For those that's watching this saying, oh yeah, what's the big deal? I'm going to tell you why equity is so important. Equity, and look, I don't want nobody offended. This is a family conversation. This is a safe zone. Don't be taking none of this to heart if it don't apply to you. For poor people, for black and brown people, and, and we don't put this on the table enough, but for poor white people, there's some poor white people out here that's honestly, some of them poor white people that live in Fillmore, they living worse than any east side part of the house that you living worse than good, uh, some of the streets that we name and be like, I would never live there. I would never go to Fillmore. And you will hop in your car as quickly as you could to get back to your neighborhood, wherever that might be. But 
for those that are wondering why equity is important, equity for black and brown people for generations has been the way that you advance and set up generational wealth for your family. Let's take that down to the lower level. What what you what what is you talking about generational wealth? What 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 you mean? What is that? How I said my mother left property for me and my brother to inherit, and now I can use that house to get another house. I can use that house to get a business. For some of my lovely nieces and nephews, some of them have lived with me. For free. Yeah, go on up there. Your grandma would have let you do it. You get the summer and then get out. You get the whole summer. You ain't got to pay a bill. Come September 1st, you getting treated like a tenant. You going to pay like a tenant. You ain't, you're not paying like a uncle, niece, uncle, nephew tenant. You paying what Joe Small on the street would pay me. So, those of you that are looking at your house and are saying, oh, it ain't worth nothing. Let me go ahead and sell it. I need some of y'all to start thinking about y'all kids. And in some cases, I need some of y'all to start thinking about y'all grandkids. The same people that got their hand out to you, well, I mean, I mean, could you get me? Oh, and those new Yeezys and that new this. Leave them an asset so they can take care of themselves. That's the best lesson my mother left for me. I'm going to leave you money, but I'm going to leave you a plan. So that, yeah, I'm gone, but you won't need me in that way. You're going to be good because you got money and you got three houses. And you're going to use those three houses to get three more houses. And then you're going to use all of them to start a business. And then you're going to use all of that to start another business. Employ some people. For those of y'all that's like, oh, the east side of Buffalo look like mm, the Mayor Brown needs to, mm, I'm sick of seeing these potholes and he don't do nothing for me and my, oh, come on now, y'all, we didn't all heard that some of the people on here didn't said it. Mayor Brown ain't your daddy, unless you Byron Brown Jr., he ain't your daddy. He got one child to think about. Your mama needs to be thinking about you. Leaving you an asset. Your daddy needs to be thinking about you and leaving you an asset. That's what my mama thought. I got two boys. How do I take care of my boys? And my mama was a control freak. She was on her deathbed. You get this house and you get that one. If my brother was on here, he would tell you the truth. She was a control freak till the last breath she took. And guess what we said? Yes, ma'am. No problem. That's what we doing. <laughs> that's, that's what I said to my mama. Got it. If you trying to figure out how to get four, yes, degrees are, they're amazing. They're wonderful. I have a few of them myself. I got one from UB. I got one from University of Miami. I got a little something from Harvard. They're wonderful. They impress employers. But here's the truth about employers. Employers should. Now, y'all got to hear this because some of y'all get mad and we got to have this conversation too. Employers' whole job is to only pay you as much as they need to pay you for you to stay. An employer is not a get-rich program. 
That's what's up, gorgeous. Hi, how are you? Welcome home. Oh, nice to see you. Always good to see you. The employer's responsibility is not to say, "Oh, I know you said you want a hundred thousand, but I'm gonna give you a hundred and fifty." That's not reality. That's not reality. What the what you need to do with the job is work the job that you need so that you can then do what you want. That's the job. That's your responsibility and that's your goal. And so for those of y'all wondering another pathway, it could come from work. And the other way you could get that kind of money is owning a house and using the equity in the house. I see my auntie on here. She says, your mom and I said buy two pieces of property, live in one and rent the other. Well, auntie, you know, that's, that was her motto all throughout life. That's what she did on and on and on. I will be the first to tell you, for those of you scared to own property, I will be the first to tell you I was just like you. I thought, I don't want to own no house. I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be committed and stuck here. I thought that. I, I did. I want to be able to get up and go. I'm fast and loose and free and goosey. I ain't doing that. I want to go. I want to go when I ain't ready to go. Well, guess what? If you keep going when you're ready to go, you ain't going to never have no roots. Nowhere. You will never have anything planted anywhere. And more importantly, you will not have anything to leave to the people that you say you love the most. If you love me, don't leave me a bill when you go. Let's go there again. Let, let, let's go there again, because some of y'all are not really letting this resonate. If you really love me, don't leave me with your bills when you go. Because what kind of love is that? I already got my own bills, and I got to pay yours too? Or I got to have that deadly conversation. Well, do you think we're going to go with Thomas T. Edwards or Lombardo? Or because we got to go with the one with the lowest amount. Mm -hmm. Or we got to skip it all together. Or, or God forbid, you one of them people that you got to leave mama or daddy in the freezer for about two, three, four, five, six weeks until they like, you got to come and get your relative. ECMC is not holding your relative anymore. Come get them. Y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta figure something else out. This ain't it. <laughs> we can't keep being here. For those of y'all that hate what the east side of Buffalo looks like, and some of y'all want to choke out the mayor, some of y'all want to curse him out, some of y'all want to run up on some of the council members, some of y'all have actually done it. Have run up on them. I didn't see some of y'all run up on some of these people and try to fight them because you feel like they're not treating your neighborhood the way they should. And let me highlight this and be totally clear with you. I am not for one second saying that the east side and the west side can't look better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Fillmore can't look better. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is individual accountability goes a long way. And if you want your sphere of influence to look better, the first place you got to start with yourself. If you die today, for those of y'all watching this with us, those of y'all living this moment with me, if you die today, am I coming to a paid-for funeral or are we doing a GoFundMe for you? That, that's your first question. Is Are you in order today? If you were, 
It's a lot of people passing from COVID. It's a lot of people thinking they're invincible and, oh, I'm just fine. I'm, I'm only 30. Why would you be talking to me about that? No, I'm, I'm healthy. I ain't got no underlying condition. And gone. You got some money for you? Or am I calling your family? Oh, I'll, I'll comp my legal services. A lot of y'all don't even know that. I got to get on the phone with some people. I'll comp my this. Don't worry about my that. I, I'll get paid on the back end. My sister be cussing me out left and right. Who, who getting paid on the back end? Why would you be telling these people that? Oh, they need us. I know what it felt like to have nobody here for me. Stop that mess. I want to get paid like everybody else want to get paid. Fix it. So if your stuff is not together, this is a nice, tough love. It's time. And going to Ron's funeral today, Ron Brown, for those of y'all that are like, which Ron? This is a part of why I'm sharing this moment with y'all. And a part of why I'm also sharing this moment is because too many of y'all, your mamas, your grandmamas, your granddaddies are selling their houses too dirt cheap too quickly. Some of y'all, you're about to be offended by this now. Uh, this show is not about offending people. It is about the truth, but the, the truth offends some of y'all. Hey, my, hey, Miss Miranda. Lord, they don't get mad. Some of y'all ain't never had no real money. And that's why you think $10,000 is a lot of money. Or $20,000 is a lot of money. Or, or $30,000 is a lot of money. Some of y'all ain't never had nothing. We got to have this conversation. We got to have it. Because this is the only way that we can all move forward. But here is the truth. If you ain't never had no real money and somebody gives you $10,000, it's gone today. Because poor people, and be clear on what I'm saying. When I say poor... I don't mean financially poor. I mean mentally poor, emotionally broken, right? Spiritually broken. When you're in that space, that $10,000 is already spent before it touched your hand. Think about so many people that get five, ten, eight thousand dollars $8,000 for these stimulus checks. That check been spent. It's been spent. They have already given, signed those little things over to the tax company that Oh, when the check comes, you can just have it, but I'm going to take my little six, eight now, and it's gone. We ain't trying to live like that no more. We're not trying to do that anymore. If y'all want to know how Buffalo is going to start looking better, yeah, infrastructure and all that from the city, the state, the county, all of that helps. But some of y'all going to say, I never thought about owning a business. And now I'm going to own a business. You mean to tell me I could take my house and get a cash out home equity loan and use that loan to start a business? Use that loan to send my child to school? You mean to tell me I could do that? I'm gonna look into that. For those of you, as we wrap the show, that are saying, I don't make enough money to do what you're talking about. I hear you but I'm broke. I hear you. Yeah, that's you staying out on a lawyer salary, but I make $15,000 a year. 
You can't be talking about me. I'm going to share this with you. I'm talking exactly to you. I'm going to tell you when I started investing. And if Crystal's on here, it was when I started working in Crystal's office. I was the secretary to the executive director for the uh, Office on Citizens' Rights. At the time I started, I made $10 an hour. If we're going to be transparent, y'all, we got to be transparent. I made $10 an hour. Whatever y'all saw, I made $10 an hour. I eventually made it all the way up to $32,000 uh, a year. In between the $10 an hour and the $32,000, I was introduced by Crystal to Linda Banks. And, and I tell this story because I think it's a powerful story that people need to hear, particularly the people who are like, I don't have it. I hear you, but I ain't got it. Don't talk to me about that. My car just broke down. I got to spend that. I got to do this. I got to do that. If you ever want financial freedom, the way that you're going to get there, you got to start with $10. You don't start with $10,000. You start with $10 or a dollar. And you take that dollar and add two to it. You take that two, you add five to it. And before you know it, you're going to look back and we got $5,000 in our emergency account. And we didn't have to interrupt nothing to make that happen. So we didn't have to borrow, beg, and steal to get there. When I got introduced to Linda Banks over at Equitable Advisors, Linda said, oh, I would love to talk to you about investing. I'm like, yo, this lady's nuts. Look at my cousin talking junk. He then hopped on and talked, started, came through talking junk. And she said, I would love to talk to you about investing. And I said, this woman is out her mind. I make $10 an hour. That is my investment. Like, I'm broke. I had student loans. I had a car note. I had just started getting on my feet. Like, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to invest. But she said, well, let's just look at what you make. Let's take a look at that and see what we can do. And she says, why don't we start with 2%? So every paycheck that I got, I love you back, cousin. She said, we're going to take 2% of that paycheck and start investing with that. Now, I made $10 an hour. So 2% of that check, y'all do the math of whatever that was. Maybe $20, $50. It wasn't nothing, nothing to move no mountains with. But I said, you know what? This lady is out of her mind. She's nuts. But if she spent the time to meet with me for free, to try to get me started. I'm going to give this a try and see what happens. So I started to invest 2% of what I made. And then she cheered me on. Oh my God, that is so great. That's so great. That's so great. You're doing wonderful. Now let's go from 2% to 5%. I don't know if I could do 5% now. I'm just, I'm struggling. I'm barely making it. Now we have 5% investing. By the time I left Crystal's office, and went to the Buffalo Law Department, my financial advisor got me from 2% investment to 5%, from 5% to 10%, from 10% to 15%. Now I'm all the way up to 25%. So every check that I get, 25% of it is taking off right up the top to go towards investment. I wanna stop on that moment because some people have said to me, 
Don't be talking to them people about your money. Don't be telling. If you tell them how much money you got in investments, somebody gonna ask. You gonna get another break in at your house. Somebody gonna see them shoes and those furs and that car and think that they got a right to ask you for it. I, I'm not sharing this with you to be braggadocious. That That's not the moment right now. The moment right now is I was in your shoes. I was a person that thought I don't have any money to invest because I only made $10 an hour. And I amassed a six-figure investment by being consistent. That's the moment. The moment is not hop on your phone and ask me for some money because you think I got it now. The moment is I know better than you. And if I can do it, so can you. And if you need help getting there, I'm gonna connect you to my person who is the guru of investing. And it's gonna make you feel so confident about what you're doing that before you know it, you're gonna be at 25%. This is how we really build together. It's easy to say, the city look like mess and my hit another pothole, I'm a smack Byron Brown. It's easy to say that. It's easy to feel that way. But if we really want Buffalo to start looking like Atlanta, Charlotte, Miami, New York, it's taking people pushing themselves to the next level. It's taking people saying, I'm demanding more from you because I'm demanding more from me. So the people that were like, oh, my house is only worth five. I, I think it's only worth 5000 10000 15000 Stop looking at yourself as less than. If you want me to see all that you are, you getting that bag, you everything, start acting like it. Stop accepting mess. Stop accepting substandard so that you can be who you really are. Y'all gonna understand this. In 2022, we're not doing the same things we did in 2021. We are going to be bigger and better. And we're going to do it together. Fee, I got you. I'm going to uh, inbox you uh, Linda's information. So as we close the show, I'm leaving the city of Buffalo empowered. Yes, I'm leaving scared. Whenever you've been somewhere for 10 years and now you're getting a new situation, a new man, a new job, a new car, of course, you have some fear with it. And I don't have any issues sharing that with you because I'm going to fight through the fear. I'm going to rise above any anxiety that I have about it. And I'm going to put my best foot forward for this next opportunity. So no, do not expect me to post about it anytime soon. The new job is too new. It's too fresh. I'm learning it. And I need to take a minute to process it. I got a whole new group to learn. I got a whole new group of responsibilities. Yes, Felicia said, you leaving? Yes, I left the city of Buffalo about three weeks ago. I now work for the state. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been a good ride so far, but it's a, it's a big learning curve, it's been a, and it's a lot to learn, a whole lot to learn. So no, I'm not posting about it right now. No, I won't be talking about it right now. There will be more to come in the future. What I want you to know is, if you're scared to leap, do it. That is God telling you to do it. That that burning fear that you have, that's God telling you, I got you. It's God telling you, if you really trust me, quit all the yapping and get to work. Right? Some of y'all, 
wanting to do the whole amen and hallelujah and yes, Lord. And then it's like, okay, now I really believe him. You're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 hey, hey, you're going to have to do that on your own. I, I, I ain't leaving my job. You're going to have to do that. Yeah, I hear you about this Bible verse, but nah, we good. You're really going to have to challenge yourself. And I'm going to do it with you. I, I'm ending the show right now by saying a positive message that I love you. I think you're special and important. And that's why I'm taking time from my day to come and spend time with you. And for you to really get to know me, I want you to know that we're going to build together. And that if it's anything that I'm afraid of, I'm going to be transparent and tell you the truth about it. I'm going to tell you why I'm scared of it. And then we're going to overcome it together. And when you need me to build you for that moment, I'm going to be here for you to make sure that that happens. So it's nothing but love from this end. Even if I'm telling you something that hurts you, I'm telling you because I feel like we need to grow and build together. Even if I'm telling you something that offended you, me and Cleopatra, me and Cleo, we still love you. We're still here for you. We're still good. And lastly, lastly, for the group of people that don't really like me, that love to create issues for me at work and in life, don't feel compelled to speak to me. I promise you I'll be okay if you just keep going on your way. I'll be okay if you say, I don't really like you. I don't want to talk to you and I never liked you. I liked you because, I'm sorry, I tolerated you because your mama. I'll be more okay with that. I never did like you. I just put up with you because Joy McDuffie told me to. And I would say, mm, I already know. <laughs> it's been real. I love you guys very much and I look forward to seeing you soon. This has been another episode of Rashid Knows It All. Why do I know it all? Because I done sat here with you and told you all of my business. I see my barber just joined. He got me totally fresh for the show. Shout out to Cuts by Jay. Justin Barker is on here. If you all need a cut, check him out. He's phenomenal. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Loves and hugs.